the events of January 6th are fully investigated in the Congress and the American people know the truth for artillery occur and that all those responsible are held accountable, particularly to ensure that a horrific and shameful event in our history never repeats itself. I applaud you for pursuing this objective. Even though there is overwhelming evidence to the contrary, including hours and hours of videos and photographic coverage, there is a continuous shocking attempt to ignore or try to destroy the truth of what truly happened that day and to whitewash the facts into something other than what they all mistakenly reveal, an attack on our democracy by a violent domestic extremists and I stand on our history and our moral standing here home and abroad. As a child in the Dominican Republic, I look up to the United States as the land of opportunity and a place to better myself. From that moment I landed at JFK in 1992, I has tried to pursue that goal. Thankfully, I achieved that goal on many levels. I was the first in my family to graduate college, join the army, and become a police officer. On July 23rd, 1999, the day before my 24th birthday, I raised my hand and swore to protect the Constitution of the United States. Because this country gave me an opportunity become anything that I wanted. At that time, I already started basic training with the Army Reserves. In fact, I raised my hand several times in ceremony, ceremonies to pledge my commitment to defend and protect the Constitution of the United States. When I joined the Army Reserves, when I was promoted to Sergeant War in the Army, when I was promoted during my naturalization ceremony and when I, my reenlistment in the Army. When I joined the United States Capitol Police, and lastly, when I was promoted to sergeant three years ago, I have always taken my oath seriously. On January 6, 2021, I fulfilled my oath once more. This time to defend the US, United States Capitol and members of Congress carrying out their constitutional duties to certify the results of the November 2020 presidential election. To be honest, I did not recognize my fellow citizens who stormed the Capitol on January 6th or the United States that they claimed to represent. When I was 25 years old, then a sergeant in the Army, I had deployed to Iraq for Operation Iraqi Freedom from time to time, I volunteered to travel on IED-infested roads, conduct supply missions for U.S. and Allied forces and local Iraqi population as well. But on January 6th, for the first time, I was more afraid to work at the Capitol than my entire deployment to Iraq. In Iraq, we spent the armed violence because we were in a war zone. But nothing in my experience in the Army or as a law enforcement officer prepared me for what we confronted on January 6th. The verbal assaults 
disrespect we endured from the rioters were bad enough. I was falsely accused of betraying my oath, of choosing my paycheck, choosing my paycheck over my loyalty to the U.S. Constitution, even as I defended the very democratic process that protected everyone in the hostile crowd. While I was at the Lower West Terrace at the Capitol, working with my fellow officers to prevent the breach and restore order, the rioters called me a traitor, a disgrace, and shouted that I, I, an army veteran and a police officer, should be executed. Some of the rioters had the audacity to tell me there was nothing personal that they would go through me, through us, police officers, to achieve their goal as they were breaking metal barriers to use as a weapon against us. Or they use more menacing language. If you shoot us, we all have weapons. We will shoot back. Or we'll get our guns. We outnumber you. They say, join us. I heard specific threats to the lives of Speaker Nancy Pelosi and then also Vice President Mike Pence. The physical violence we experienced was horrific and devastating. My fellow officers and I would punch, kick, shove, spray with chemical irritants, and even blinded with eye-damaging lasers by a violent mob apparently who apparently saw us, law enforcement officers, dedicated to ironically protecting them as U.S. citizens as an impediment to, a, to their attempted insurrection. The mob brought weapons to try to accomplish their insurrectionist objectives and use them against us. These weapons included hammers, rebars, knives, batons, police shields taken by force, as well as bear spray and pepper spray. Some of the riders wore tactical gear, including bulletproof vests and gas masks. The rider also forcibly took out batons and shields to use them against us. I was particularly shocked at seeing the insurrectionists violently attack us with the very American flag that they claimed to soft to protect. Based on the coordinated tactics that we observed and verbal commands we heard, it appears that many of these attackers are law enforcement or military experience. The riders were vicious and relentless. We found ourselves in a violent battle, desperate to attempt to prevent the breach of the Capitol by the entrance near the inauguration stage. Metropolitan police officers were being pulled into the crowd. We have one right here. Right next to me. Hi there. Welcome back for the breach in the Capitol. In my attempt to assist two MPD officers, I grabbed one by the officer by the back of the collar and pulled him back to the police line. When I tried to help the second officer, I found top of some police shields on the ground that were slippery because the pepper spray and bear spray. Riders immediately began to pull me by my leg, by my shield, 
by my gear strap on my left shoulder. My survivor's instincts kicked in and I started kicking and punching as I tried in vain to get MPD officer attention behind and above me. They could not help me because they also were being attacked. I finally was able to hit the rider who was grabbing me with my baton and able to stand. And then I continued to fend off new attackers as they kept rotating and attacking us again and again. We were subjected, what well, we were subjected that day was like something from a medieval battle. We fought hand to hand, inch by inch, to prevent an invasion of the capital by a violent mob intent on subverting our democ democratic process. My fellow officers and I were committed to not letting any rioters breach the capital. It was a prolonged and desperate struggle. The rioters attempted to breach the capital were shouting, Trump, send us. Pick the right side. We want Trump. I vividly heard officers screaming in agony and pain just an arm length from me. I didn't know at that time that was Officer Hodges. He's here today to testify. I too was being crushed by the riders. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die, defending this entrance. Many of the officers fighting alongside me were calling for shields because their shields had been stripped from, from them by the rioters. I was one of the few officers left with a shield, so I spent the majority of my time in the, at the front of the line. I later find out that my wife and relatives were here in the U.S. and abroad. were frantically calling and texting me from 2 p.m. onward because they were watching the turmoil on television. It was now until 4.26 p.m. after giving CPR to one of the riders who breached the Capitol in an effort to save her life that I finally had a chance to let my own family know that I was alive. After order has finally has been restored at the Capitol, in many hours, I arrive at home at nearly 4 a.m. on January 7. I had to push my wife away from me because she wanted to hug me. And I told her no because of the other chemical that I, my uniform had on. Sorry. I couldn't sleep because the chemical reactivated after I took a shower and my skin was burning. 
I finally fell asleep two hours later, completely physically and mentally exhausted. Yet by 8 o'clock a.m., I was already back, my way back to the Capitol. And I continued to work for 15 consecutive days until after the inauguration. I made sure to work despite, despite my injuries because I wanted to continue doing my job and help secure the Capitol complex. More than six months later, I'm still trying to recover from my injuries. Many of my fellow Capitol officers, as well as MPD officers, suffer several physical injuries from the violence inflicted on us on January 6th. I sustained injuries on both my hands, my left shoulder, my left calf, and my right foot. I already had undergone infusion surgery on my right foot, and I was just told that I need surgery on my left shoulder. I've been on medical and administrative leave for much of my of the past six months, and I expect to need further rehabilitation for possibly more than a year. There are some who express outrage when someone kneels while calling for social justice. Where are the same people expressing the outrage to condone, condemn the violence attack on law enforcement, the capital, and our American democracy? I'm still waiting for them. As America and the world watch in horror what was happening at the Capitol, we did not receive re timely reinforcement and support we needed. In contrast, during the Black Lives Matter protest last year, U.S. Capitol Police had all the support we needed and more. Did you know that there is a natural method to regrow? Why the different response? Were it not for the brave members of the MPD and later on from other law enforcement agencies? I'm afraid to think what could have happened on January 6th. I want to publicly thank all the law enforcement agencies that, res that responded to assist that day for their courage and their support. I especially want to thank the, those Capitol Police officers who responded on their own from home after a working midnight shift. Despite being our number, we did our job. Every member of the, of the House of Representatives, senators, and staff member made it home. Sadly, as a result of that day, we lost officers, some really good officers. But we held the line to protect our demo democratic process because the alternative would have been a disaster. We are not asking for medals, recognition. We simply want justice and accountability. For most people, January 6th happened for a few hours before the but for, all, for those of us who work, were in the thick of it, it has not ended. That day continue to be a constant trauma for us literally every day, whether because of our physical or emotional injuries or both. While it has not received much attention, sadly, many of my colleagues have quietly resigned from the Capitol 
because of that day. I'm also regularly called by law enforcement officials and prosecutors to help identify from photographs and videos the rioters. And to be honest, physical therapy is painful and hard. I could, I could have lost my life that day, not once, but many times. But as soon as I recover from my injuries, I will continue forward and proudly serve my country in the U.S. Capitol Police. As an immigrant to the United States, I'm especially proud to have defended the U.S. Constitution and our democracy on January 6th. I hope that everyone in the position of authority in, this, in our country has the courage and conviction to do their part by investigating what happened on that terrible day and why. This investigation is essential to our democracy and I'm deeply grateful to you for undertaking it. ANBC News viewers,